this this is a head cannon production circus duction nah nah on my music show we drop mfs and n words and dams and all that stuff most of the stuff i put on there i make sure it's noted that it's not kid friendly so okay people yeah um, so I, I have a tendency to you know without thinking drop words we're making stuff for grown adults to listen to so good, uh, good, while good, we good. Say that, welcome everybody to the first episode number one starting out the, the gates of the n-word for nerd podcast Yes, I wanted to call it that because I was going to do something like with the whole blurbosphere, the black nerd <laughs> thing. But I figured once in a while I'm going to have somebody from the Caucus Mountains come and join us. So I figured I couldn't do just that specific. So I opened it up to all the nerds that want to go join us. So uh, as always, I'm your host here, Jason Corny J. And I'm sitting here with probably, I, I'm going I'm to don you as the king of all nerds because oh, on, no, no, no. on Facebook, <laughs> your takes are so good. Like it's almost like sometimes you read my mind and you put it out before my fingers can get the typing. So I'm gonna make you have to live in it that you're gonna be the king of all nerds now. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, nothing like that. Nothing like that. I just just been a nerd for a long, long time. I wouldn't say the maybe like a like a, a duke of nerds or like okay. a, a all right, Viceroy. The <laughs> Don't do that. The Duke of Nerds. I'm here with Jason in the building. Uh my man. Um Jason, tell people about yourself because I know this is the first show we've ever done together. So, uh, there's not really much to me. I'm, you know, been watching stuff since, you know, before it was cool. You know, I'm I'm the old school nerd. I've been reading comic books since I was a kid, watching Star Trek since I was a kid, getting beat up for it. Now <laughs> it's cool. So I can actually, you know, talk about it. So that's just me. I'm just I just always been into into this stuff. So look, I will tell you, my blind spot in nerdum is Star Trek. I got a homeboy. Oh shout out to my friend Darren. He and when 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 uh when it starts back up heavy because I know Picard is gonna have a season two. I know what is it um the new one on the new Star Trek on CBS. Like I'm gonna bring my friend Jaren on and I'm gonna let you guys just have a ball and just let yeah. I got. <laughs> I got all sorts of, of stuff about Star Trek, man. It's it's I've been watching that since I was five years old. So mm. so it's, actually, it's definitely a part of my life. So <laughs> actually, you know, me not even being the, the the Star Trek guy, but I know I'm gonna let you start off by pissing some people off. Give us your captain list of, oh, of Star shit. Trek. Captain. Here <laughs> we go. Easy, man. Oh, my captain is first and foremost number one. It's Captain Picard. He's my captain. He's the captain I grew up with. I will follow that guy into, you know, the battle against the Borg anytime, any day. <laughs> he's the greatest. Number two, had the Captain Cisco. He's like, Ooh. he is the quintessential badass black dude. I mean, it's freaking Avery Brooks. I mean, you can't, you can't not have him as number two. He is, he is, he is a badass. Number three would be Captain Janeway. I mean, first female captain on TV. She had, you know, nothing that any other captain has had. She had to be in, on her own making her way through Delta Quadrant. So See, she's number three. And this is where you're going to start getting people off because, you know, everybody's searching for the key name. And then you're going to Yeah, yeah, I'm there. not going to even get Now you're at three that. and you ain't said the name. <laughs> people already are already like, man, this this podcast ain't got no credibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that uh, don't really look like us that are already mad because, you know, <laughs> I haven't said number one or haven't said they're number one capping yet. And I ain't going to say the number one captain yet because he's the bottom of my list. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's the number so four? We're at, we're at number three. Number four yeah. is Captain Pike. Uh, 
ants him out on Discovery, just kills it as Captain Pike. He just is a likable kind of captain that you want to just be like, just have, like one of those captains you want to have a beer with, you know, just is sit and hang out with. Right. Number, where are we at? Number five? Yep, five. Number five is Captain Suru. He's also in Discovery. He is an alien, but he is the most empathetic, kind, and caring captain that uh, that's ever existed. He's the one that actually trusts his team to do the thing that it needs to be done. He trusts mm-hmm. in their abilities. And that's really, really good to see. Um, I'm pretty sure that's in that the list. I don't think there's anything else. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of captains on, on uh, Discovery, uh, Lorca and Giorgio, who don't make the list at all. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, spoilers alert, Lorca is a doppelganger from the Mirror Universe, so he's just a bad guy all at all. And Georgiou dies in the first two episodes, so it's like you can't really get to know her really well. Uh, Michael Burnham is the new captain, but she hasn't been captain yet, so I can't give her put her on the list because we haven't seen her as captain. Right. And she cries a lot, and and that's fine. I'm fine with people crying. It's okay, but she has cried like almost every episode. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> rounding up to the bottom then is uh, my man Kurt, and, and Kurt is is the very bottom. Kurt's a capable captain, don't get me wrong. I liked him in, you know, uh Rathicon, he's gone. <laughs> yes. But as a as a captain, especially, you know, if you're gonna factor in the 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 Chris Pine version as well, Captain Kirk is just kind of like the everyday white guy that can do almost anything. So he's not really interesting to me. He's just like Hold on. So are you trying to say <laughs> in this utopian atmosphere of Star Trek, a little bit of white privilege still kicks in a bit. <laughs> Dude, if you if you watch the new movies on Star Trek, it doesn't make sense why he's the captain of, of the Enterprise. They basically took a dude who didn't even graduate college. Right. Like, oh yeah, here's our starship. You you, you can fly that. That's fine. It's yours. Go ahead. Right, you have your fun. father did it, so you, know? you, you must yeah. be great at it. It's it's it's, 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 it's essentially white privilege. Your dad was good at it, so you gotta be good at it too. Nap it says, look. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we already got people riled up and everybody warmed up now. I think we're going to do that every time we start the show. We're going to find a list and just go run just down. To make people mad. Right? <laughs> so with that being said, um, I guess if we want to keep it in the realm, I guess, of space, fantasy, sci-fi, and I know this is two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we had Kong versus Godzilla come out, uh, theaters, HBO Max. It's gonna be hard to get people to go back to the theaters. They keep letting this HBO Max thing keep running, man. Like, I mean, even, like I'm a cinephile, <laughs> and I have not made it back to the theater to watch it yet because I could see it on HBO Max. Yeah, I already got HBO Max. I mean, I already. I mean, I get it for free with my cable. So, like, if I got a movie that's gonna put, I mean, I got a big screen. I can drink a beer. I can, you know, smoke whatever I want to smoke. Hey. You know, you know, I don't got to leave the house. If I get drunk, I can get up and go to my bed. You know, it's fine. And especially if the movie turns out to be bad, I haven't really wasted anything. So, <laughs> with that being said, what, what were your thoughts on Kong versus Godzilla? Kong versus Godzilla. Okay, well, I mean, it's a movie about a monkey fighting a lizard. Yes. So you know, I wasn't expecting it to be all that great, and I wasn't, and I was still kind of disappointed. <laughs> wow. Like, okay. like, all right. <laughs> By the final fight of Kong versus Godzilla, I was already tuned out. I was looking at my phone. I was not engaged whatsoever. I was like tweeting and because there's a lot of stuff that's just going on. 
And it's like none of it has to do with the monkey fighting the gorilla or what or the monkey fighting the, the lizard. And it's like, okay, they just did this shit just for for the fun of it. I guess I don't know. I don't know what none of it means anything. So I was disappointed. I will, I will say I will give it credit for this. Outside of Skull Island, which I think is the best out of all of them. Yeah. Outside of that, this was probably the second most that was actually focused on the creatures more than like the random human thing. Cause the first Godzilla was that was just you might as well they just call it. Yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one, King of the Monsters, same thing. It's like I want to see these monsters fight, and you keep showing me eleven. Uh yeah. stranger things. Like I, I don't care what she's doing. Like, show me the monsters fighting. So I, I would say in this one, I got to see the monsters fight without the whole cutting back and forth and showing this. They're running to get. I don't care about that stuff on the ground. Like, yeah, miss me on that. So I enjoyed it more because I did get to see the fight. I mean, I hate to say, I mean, it, we're gonna keep. You know, on this show, I'm letting everybody know we're gonna keep it a hundred on here. <laughs> I look at my, King Kong is the brother. So when he was taking the Godzilla, I was like, come on, man. Like, we didn't went through the 60s and 70s of King Kong taking his L. I thought finally, because they made him bigger, they made him smarter, because he making weapons and shit. I'm like, he didn't oh. even make a weapon, he just found a weapon. Like, oh, <laughs> right. Well, I, I mean, you know, like he would make, you know, pull the tree apart and then he used the fin oh, yeah, the thing. Yeah. 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 So he like he, he had a concept of like I can use my environment to help me be a better fighter. Man, they were jobbing uh, uh, King Kong out to the little like <laughs> flying bat thing. Like, you know, you know, humans had to help him. I was like, how are you supposed See, to be one of the King of Monsters and you jobbing out? One of the things that really bugged me about the movie is I can't remember the characters. I don't remember any of the characters' names because oh, none of them were important. Right. But uh, the one lady who was King Kong's little caretaker or whatever, she kept saying, right. no one, uh, no one conquers Kong. No one does Kong. Kong has been chained up on a boat. You know, for the last eighteen hours, and he's been in a big giant prison. So, like, why are you saying that Kong? Like, you know, no one's gonna your best Kong. You already beat Kong. Like <laughs> Godzilla be coming here murking everybody. Ain't nobody caves Godzilla. You got King Kong in a cage for his own protection because you think he's gonna get his his ass beat by Godzilla. And then you put him on a boat, and you think he's gonna like, oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna it's gonna be fine. He's gonna, he's gonna yeah. totally handle Godzilla. Dude, in chains. But people that are like. A, a fraction of his size. Well, well, I mean, let's be real. Even in Skull Island, he was getting jobbed out of them. Humans didn't help him fight those other creatures. He took yeah. it from them too. Like, but he was a baby then, or so, or something stupid. Yeah, like. yeah, was, yeah. He was the like equivalent of like a preteen or some craziness like that. It, it's almost. And when I use the word job, guys, I'm, I'm a huge wrestling guy, so I'm gonna use I'm gonna use terms like baby face, good guy, heel, bad guy, and job. Like, but it was almost to the point where I'm like, they didn't put no respect on Kong name. And then go have him get his chest scratched, and he's gonna be like, Oh, I guess I'm dead now. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna lay down here. Y'all, I'm taking a nap. Y'all, y'all carry on without me. I got it. I just gotta I just gotta rest my eyes real right, quick. Right. I mean, even though I'm the only one with a wep with a weapon, you know, that was pounding the center of the earth from an ancient monkey kingdom. I don't even know. <laughs> it doesn't seem like he was capable of building, you know, architecture and having culture, but I guess. You know? Yeah, they weren't smart enough to survive, but they were smart enough to make all of that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, again, and it's funny because I'm sitting here shitting on the movie, and I actually enjoyed the movie. And I'm shitting on it badly, but I enjoyed it because I did get to see the fights. I did. I felt like anytime we get big, like anything huge, kaiju type of things, I have been trained to hate it initially because of Michael Bay, because. Yeah. He, 
trash Transformers, and we never got to see what the hell was going on. Every time the trash shaky. <laughs> right, right. So I'm always naturally just in the mindset that if I can get a clear fight of the kaiju fighting a la Pacific Rim, especially the first one, I'm here for it. Like, I'll, I'll take the L and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call it, I'm going to give it the W no matter what, just because I got to see the fight. And I do respect that on this one, they gave a definitive winner and loser, even if I don't agree with the decision. <laughs> it's a bad decision. Definitive winner or loser. And I mean, and then the whole twist of the Mecha Godzilla thing at the end and them teaming up in the fight, I thought was pretty dope. But also, I look at it as like, now you've kind of ended your franchise because where do you go from here? Godzilla's beat all the monsters. Kong is nailed to him. You did Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Like, we're. Like, are you? I, I, you're pretty much done now, unless you bring him. I can't yeah. um, the the tri headed dragon. You maybe bring him back for souped up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but other than that, your franchise is dead. Like, who else is going to fight now? Like, it's over. I mean, I guess you can fight Frankenstein, like you did in Jap Japan or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I did. I I did enjoy the first fight scene with with Kong and and Godzilla on the on the boat, even though. It made absolutely no physical sense because, you know, these two giant things on a aircraft carrier would probably sink it. And then, like, you know, thousands of people died in that. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the first fight scene works because, you know, Kong is at such a disadvantage here. Yeah. So anytime Kong got in the water, it was actually – it had drama. It had intensity because you're like, oh, how, how the hell is he going to get out of this? Because he ain't made for this. <laughs> <laughs> it should have sucked the carrier. And that's what a buddy of mine, buddy of mine was like. I mean, they pretty much just destroyed everybody in Hong Kong. I'm like, have you not watched the Godzilla movie ever? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah, he watches it out. <laughs> Brings it back to the point, like, the bad guy isn't really, like, a bad guy. Like, his plan was to build a robot to fight Godzilla because when every time Godzilla shows up, he kills, like, a million people. Like, how is that a bad idea? How is that, like, <laughs> like why is that wrong? Like, right. that, the that's Pacific exactly Red what they would have made a tweet of those Godzilla <laughs> to fight him in Pacific Red Universe. Yeah, they were right. Like, 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 they should be thanking him. Like, yeah, we need like four more of these. Like, there's monsters everywhere. Like, we're, he says, we're going to die. <laughs> oh, you know what this is? Maybe this is the prequel to Pacific Rim. Maybe we didn't Maybe. know this. <laughs> it was like, they, but the they killed the dude that, that would come up with the robots. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Man, now you've killed my whole... Yeah, you're right. Like, But uh, I guess, too, also in defense, I know the Godzilla fandom is probably going to beat us down and going to say, Godzilla's not really a good guy or a bad guy. He's a force of nature. And, you know, they're going to go back to the whole nuclear scare and all that stuff with Asian history and... I, guys, we get it, but at this point in time, we we live in a society now where you need the good guy and the bad guy, and they face off for a battle that's supposed to mean something about, hey, like this guy has bad morals, so this is why he should go down. Jason, you're 100 correct. These guys are making a, a beast to stop the real beast. Yeah, but also if if Godzilla force nature, that that's fine and, and well and dandy. But we build like strong houses to stop hurricanes. We build levees and shit. We yeah. you know we build you know buildings not to fall over in earthquakes or, or storm shelters to get in for tornadoes. So like we got to try to fight nature because, you know, we we're weak and small and we're really squishy, especially if giant lizards are walking <laughs> through our town, just walk through the bridge of Hong Kong, kill like 40 million kids, you know, on the bridge, didn't even care. <laughs> True. <laughs> There's probably a school bus full of children, you know, going to, to day class or whatever and go on. Oh, here's, here's Godzilla. Uh, 
I could have emerged, you know, 50 more feet away, but nope, right to the bridge, full of people. It's fine. He's the good guy. Look, you know, the worst part about it is because I'm so ingrained in my job doing homeowners insurance. I'm like, in that universe, I wonder if they have that Godzilla exclusion. <laughs> Like, like the nuclear uh, riots, Godzilla, earthquakes. Win. I'm sorry, but you're in the Godzilla zone. We don't insure that. <laughs> all you Kong live on the coast. I'm out. sorry. Hong Kong and all the sea, all the marine shores. It's like, look, we, we, we know those waters you in, brother. We, we that People be coming up trying to prove it was a tidal wave and not Godzilla. <laughs> See, it's water damage. It's water damage. It was approximate cause. It wasn't us. Oh, man. Well, let's jump off of Godzilla and Kong because I feel like now you have made me want to hate that movie now. So we're going to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, it, it's it's real life. It's facts. <laughs> we're going to go to probably the biggest thing running right now, which is Falcon versus Winter Soldier. If Guys, if you don't know, because we spoiled a lot of stuff in Kong versus Godzilla, we are going to talk spoilers here. So let's first start off with episode six, and then we'll talk about the series as a whole. Jason, what was your thoughts on episode six itself? Well, I imagine it, it ended the way that I imagined it was going to end. There was no surprises for me at all whatsoever. But don't get me wrong. At the end, when he's giving the speech to all those DRC members about like trying to do better, I was I was teary eyed. I was I was you know trying not to <laughs> I was trying to hold it back because like that hit me right right in the heart, man. That that made me feel like. I just I wanted to stand up and just applaud because it was it was it it's kind of the message that we need for right now, and it's kind of awesome that Marvel slash Disney has done a show like this because of the way that it will reach a wider audience than if it was just like even like just like Black Panther or something like that. Mm -hmm. This being a a show that you know a lot of people can you know, immediately get into and then also have like these issues that, you know, people like us face every day in this, in this right. country. So this last episode, even though it wasn't like anything like really surprising or anything mind blowing, you know, lore wise, the Marvel universe. Oh man. I was just like chef's kiss. It was, it was, it was great. See, man, I will tell you at first, when he was talking that talk, you know, I'm right there with you. I'm like, I had my fist in the air. I'm like <laughs> clapping it up. My wife over here sleeping like, damn, bro, can you take this downstairs? I'm like, nah, we in the movement. And then I felt like it got it got too preachy to me. Like, he kept going. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on Black Falcon. Like, <laughs> hold on, Black Falcon. You, you, you just got that shield, brother. You, you might want to fall back talking to these white folks like this. But, Who do you think you are? Right, right. But no, no, I'm with you, though. Like, I thought it was a good move. And I'm pretty sure, just like you, I'm pretty sure everybody who watched it all probably popped when he crashes through the window and you see the fly-ass new suit. Oh, man. Looks straight like it was ripped out of the comic book. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody popped and was like, oh, hell yeah, this is about to go down. Um, the biggest issue I got with Sam is he can't keep getting his ass whooped if he's going to be the new one. <laughs> I be getting well, his ass whooped by everybody. Like he don't got superpowers. He's just a dude with wings and a shield. He's going to get his butt kicked. All right. I agree. But <laughs> Black Widow, uh, uh, Hawkeye—they held their own. Like they, you know. I mean, Hawkeye yeah, but, got it in First Avengers, but other than that, Hawkeye did this thing. Man, Falcon be getting mashed. But Hawkeye, Black Widow—they don't fight super soldiers. They fight all the other people. Only thing Hawkeye ever fought 
was the Tataris and all these shooting arrows. He didn't actually fight any of them. He didn't actually have to put his fist on nobody. You know, <laughs> he just said that shooting arrows. I'm out in, in Ultron shooting arrows. You know, he he didn't fight nobody. You know. Also, so you know how the show got on Disney Plus and Sam put away the gats. Think about when when you first saw Sam, he used to have the, yeah. like the, the, the Uzis. Yeah. real quick on Disney Plus. It's like, ah, look here, bro. You know, <laughs> you know, when Black Man with a gun, he would have got shot the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> they be looking for, they be looking for a new Captain America and a new Falcon because he, right. <laughs> no, he no, would have been dead. Episode six was great. I, I, I'm saying, I thought it was really good. It was a great way to wrap it up. I do like in these Disney uh, Marvel shows, they leave a couple of loose strings open for future stuff to go on. Just no different than a comic book. Um, I'm with you on that. I, I felt Sam. I felt the speech. I felt just the outfit, too. And, um, you know, even to dive into the minutia of it, like, I always credit Black Panther for having a lot of pro-African diaspora in there that a lot of the normal people who don't know that history don't pick up on. This show had a lot of, I want to say, Black American diaspora experience yeah. in there. I mean, even if you go to the point that that shield is made from the minerals and goods from Africa, but it's probably yeah. the symbol of America. Like, I mean, the, which is know, the American story anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it just it's like a little subtle things in there like that. Even when you know the Dora Milaje came through crushing it early on, it was a very feel of that was like. These jokers is organized, they're prepared, like they they saw all of it and while all the rest of them were disorganized, but even when Homegrow flips the shield up, it was like, oh shit, like this thing is about that life. And then even going further, <laughs> when they disabled Bucky, it was also like, like, don't get it twisted. We can take away all of it. Yeah, right. Like, don't get the game messed up. Like, we let y'all live. We, we can take this if we want. <laughs> We may have fought Killmonger, but he was right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get the game. <laughs> yeah. it, it definitely played into a lot of subtle moments like that. I do think with the series, I, you know, and I, I got all the people, oh, you know, once you go woke, you go broke and blah, blah, blah. F fuck all that. Disney and Marvel got a lot of money. And y'all going to go see the next Avengers movie. Y'all going to see Shang-Chi or whatever. And I don't know nothing about the dude because I didn't read about him. But it's going to make money. So I don't want to hear nothing about you go woke, you go broke. And then if you are so disturbed by a show talking about a black experience on a Disney show, you may be more of the problem than Disney. Like, Here's also the thing. like In comic books in general, this has been a part of it for pretty much since its inception. Yep. A lot of these comic books were written, you know, mostly by white dudes, but white dudes who were fairly liberal for their times, who were trying to bring in new stories about different people, about the troubles that we were having in our country at the time. So like, this has always been a part of the medium. And if people haven't realized that by now, it's kind of like you're willfully ignorant to, to what has been going on for, let's say 80 years at this point, you know? Because right. Captain America, the, Captain America himself was a political tool, you know, that was created to, you know, get America to World War II, to fight the Nazis, you know, he right. came out, Bunch of Hitler, you know, uh, two years before we started the war, before while people were like, ah, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. And you got Captain America punching Hitler, you know, right. and, and and these stories have always been a part of it. You know, the X-Men, they were started as a, uh, you know, the Stanley and I don't want to say Jack Kirby, but I'm, I'm probably sure that's not correct. 
but like trying to make sense of the civil rights movement to themselves and to their readership. So all these stories about, you know, the troubles that have gone in the country, through this country, the, the struggles that black Americans and other minorities have faced in the country have already been built into this medium and it has been there for a long time. So this is not like anything new. It's not like woke culture. It's literally taking a storyline that's already been in the comic books and making a TV show about it. <laughs> right. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because as you said that it made me go to, and I don't know if you saw that viral quote going around from Stan Lee about comics and politics. So um, I pulled it up here real quick. Let me see if I can. I'm going to try to share the screen real quick so people can see it. I'm going to still read it out loud, but uh, let's see. For everybody, for the video audience, you know, they give them something they can look out so they won't think I'm just making this up because, you know, <laughs> people you tell me all the time, like, where did you get that from? Oh, well, you just made that up. So, you got to uh, have your receipts, man. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So, Stanley, you know, his quote here. We blow it up big here so people can get a good look at it here. So this is from Stanley. He goes, from time to time, we receive letters from readers who wonder why there's so much moralizing in our mags. They take great pains to point out that comics are supposed to be escapist reading and nothing more. But somehow I can't see it that way. It seems to me that a story without a message, however subliminal, is like a man without a soul. In fact, even the most escapist literature of all, Old-time fairy tales and heroic legends contain moral and philosophical points of view. At every college campus where I may speak, there's as much discussion of war and peace, civil rights, and the so-called youth rebellion as there is of our Marvel mags per se. None of us live in a vacuum. None of us is untouched by everyday events around us, events which shape our stories just as they shape our lives. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sure, our tales can be called escapists, but just because something's for fun does not mean we have to be have to blanket our blank blanket our brains as we read it. Excelsior Stanley. So when I hear people going this, oh, you know, you know, you woke, you go broke, and all other like the guy that created this <laughs> literally wrote out of his <laughs> mouth that like you can't you can't have one without the other. You can't have these great yeah. stories without having some kind of moralizing or philosophical questions or thought process. The same guys that are yelling this love fucking the Wa the Watchmen comic book, which is probably the most political comic book of all time. Yeah. Well, a lot of it. people who read the Watchmen have not got the message <laughs> because it, <laughs> it's a very liberal book making fun of conservatism, like highly but people just don't see it. And it's nope. like, it's right there in the text. I mean, like you can ask Alan Moore right now. He's like, yeah, I was making fun of, you know, all these Reaganomics and all this other good stuff, you know, all conservatives in America. It's yeah. all about that. But and I you mean, Rorschach, which is everybody's like favorite character is damn near fascist and Marxist. Like, yeah, it, like it's known, like he, he says it. <laughs> it's like, there are literally no good guys in that book. That's what it was about, that everybody was a bad guy in some way or form. Right. Um, and Rorschach was the the opposite of the the mirror image of of Ozymandias. He was, you know, Ozymandias had his idea of how he's supposed to save the world, and Rorschach, who never compromised his idea of how he wanted to save the world, and they were polar opposites, but they were the they were the same people. They're willing to do horrible things for their own moral justifications. Absolutely. And Rorschach did some very horrible things. He was yes. a racist. He was a bigot. He was sexist. Yep. And he beat up people without question, breaking, you know, even after they've been, you know, not 
you know, in crime or doing things just because he felt he was in the right. And that's the same way with Ozymandias. He decided to kill what I think it was like a million people in the comic books or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, because he thought he was right. But, and that's, and that was the point. Like nobody, if you're doing these like absolutist sort of thought processes, you're not right. <laughs> you're right. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only people that can get away with the absolutist thought process are the Jedi, but we'll save that conversation for a whole other table, how the Jedi are wrong and they're a terrible the right. they right. <laughs> I will die on that hill. <laughs> right. We will save that for another day discussion. So let's talk about the series as a whole. I know we kind of jumped back and forth in it, but as a whole, I guess, first question is, what did you think about it? Second question is, you had to choose between this and WandaVision. Which one are you choosing? Easily. Falcon and the Soldier. I mean, that's, it's, it's the most, like, it has the most action in which is what I like. It has action. It has people beating up on people. That's fun. And it also has, like, a message to it, which, which is also great. So, like, even though, like, WandaVision, you can kind of, like, you know, have the whole, like, Oh, what's gonna happen next? You know, who's who's gonna be in this? And ultimately, it didn't really like. I mean, we could say that you know, fan expectation kind of blew it out of proportion. But ultimately, it was just a simple story about Wanda dealing with her feelings over, you know, what happened with the Vision and all that stuff. Which is fine. Don't get me wrong. That's okay. That's great. That's that's a fantastic story to tell. But to me, Falcon and Winter Soldier had pretty much everything that I wanted in a in a Marvel show. Right, and yeah, no, the series as a whole, like, I did love Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like we talked about, I think showing the black experience in America through the eyes of what we call, quote unquote, the good Negro. Like, you know, yeah. every time he got approached, he was the black man until they realized, oh, it's oh no, you're that black guy. Oh, yeah. sorry. Like, sorry, black oh, you're, you're, like, we didn't know you're not you. like the other ones. You're, you're right. one of the good ones, you know? <laughs> you some other things. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean what, the best scene ever is, uh, they put, you know, they approach him and Bucky about to start smoke with, uh, with Falcon, and they go, oh, sorry, let's arrest the white guy, because, you know, you violated probation. I was like, man, you actually got more society society like that happened. <laughs> But you know, I thought it, I thought it was dope. I, I, I thought that was great. I think the Isaiah Bradley addition to it is cold. I thought it was dope because I only learned about Isaiah Bradley on accident. My one of my homeboys, Rico, who will probably be on the show one day, he had brought me that comic book not because he knew what it was about, but he bought it because he knew I love Captain America. Captain America, yeah. Cyclops are some of my favorite. Like they're my, my two, one and two for me in the Marvel universe. And he saw. He's like, oh, I thought that's something to do with Captain America, so I brought it. And unbeknownst, he found it on like a like a rack, like a giveaway comic rack. Because remember, this this series got discontinued in 2013. So I guess somebody yeah. just happened to have a random copy of it. He paid like three bucks for it, and he gave it to me. And I was like, damn, but like you you know you could have came up on a, you could have came up on a whim on that because that book is <laughs> worth a lot more money now, like because of this. But so I never even opened and read the book. But I remember this is before the series had started. I had googled it. I'm like, well, let me find out what this book is about. Let's see if I want to read it. And when I read the story on it, on like on Wikipedia and all that, I was like, oh shit, like this story deals with some real close to the chest, to Stevie, like experimentation on black people. Real things. Yeah. Yeah. Real <laughs> things that act. And that then actually I happened. Right. right. <laughs> and then I realized, like, oh, it just continued this. So I'm not going to open it now because it's a collector's now. But it was like, it made me go in and get the digital version of it and read on it. And like, 
one of the interesting things that, and, and somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I read, one of the interesting things was his original idea was to have the black experimentation precede Steve Rogers, like be before him. But I think something happened. He got a lot of backlash and they made it change it so that it actually happened after Steve. But yeah. I think the original thing was he was going to make it to be like, hey, as cool as we think Americans were for finding, making a serum for Steve, a lot of these guys died to get that one serum. And then I think people were going to be so offended that he was retroactively making kind of the U.S. look like the bad guys in World War II, almost similar to the Nazis if with experimentation. I, again, we know it's reality, <laughs> but you know how the fandom, especially back then, we weren't in the woke movement, so he couldn't yeah. cut off. And so mm -hmm. he recounted to be after Steve, but I thought that would have been a more interesting story if he could have. I, I don't. I don't want to say stuck by his guns. He got. A, he had to keep a job at the time. Robert Morales is the, the, the author, you know. But he 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 kind of conceded and made it after Steve. But uh, bringing Isaiah Bradley into it was just. I thought it was huge. I was really hoping it would have been a scene at the end where they gave him an all exclusive trip to Wakanda. So <laughs> you know, that black excellence and just you know like. Cause it's, like um, we know, we know plenty of place for you to live. You can you can leave anytime you want. It's right, right, way right. nicer than Cause Baltimore because you know anything is nicer than Baltimore. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I'm from DC. Trust me, I know. Uh, so, but even in the the books, when Storm and Black Panther get married, and it's like all the black superheroes are in Wakanda for the wedding. Uh, I forgot who was pushing the wheelchair, but Isaiah Bradley's in the wheelchair as they wheeled him up as the guest of honor for T'Challa. So like. Yeah. So again, I was hoping that they would have moved him to the Wakanda, <laughs> let him live like as a king out there, and like I don't understand if if in this Marvel universe, if people know that Wakanda now exists, like why are we still living here? Right. Right. <laughs> or the like, fact that how you let that white man in there with one arm and you ain't let <laughs> brothers in here. Like if 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 today if tomorrow on the news they say, hey, actually Wakanda is a real place. There's an advanced African civilization full of great black people living their lives happily and freely. I'm getting my passport. I'm just going to go ahead, get that sucker stamp, get my visa. I'd be like, I'll see y'all later. One thousand percent. I'll be right there with you too. It's like, is there like a, it's like a, there's like a boat or like, do I just fly over there? Like, what, 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 what do I need to do? Yeah, yeah, hell, shit. I'm trying to smoke. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Like, if I need some box of fruit or something. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, and then as far as my question about what did I like better. I mean, I'm a sucker for a redhead, but I'm with you. I'm, I'm, the, the Captain America and Winter Soldier series, I think it was better because I did. It, I did feel like it. It played. I had to say, it did play to our demographic. That's one. But then also, two, the story they were telling. I, I feel like it was an evolution or a reflection of America and showing that, like, one, they gated the, the Captain America thing as a mantle thing. So I think that's a very good thing, President, to set now. So if anything happens or somebody wants to move on or do whatever. You could just move the mantle or whatever. But I think also it gave, I hate to say this, it gave Bucky something to do because after Winter Soldier, Bucky ain't really have shit to do. All they <laughs> did in the world was run. Like, <laughs> dude, we just ran the whole time. It gave Bucky something to do. And I felt like that was something that I thought was going to be more fleshed out in the series that they did not get to. But I think it sets up to give Bucky more to do going forward now. Yeah. Um, and then the Sharon Carter thing I thought was a really good twist that they went to. And I'm also, I'm excited about U.S. Agent. Like, I think, I, I don't like how they play. So I had issues with U.S. Agent, and the, and the finale didn't solve it, but I kind of cushioned it. I hate it. 
I felt like U.S. Agents turn was very Daenerys uh, from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it was a great setup. I also feel like for him, it was kind of a, a good sort of redemption. I mean, even though he didn't really redeem, I mean, he kind of did redeem himself. Like, I feel like, you know, he could have, I, I felt like it was, he was handled very, very well. Cause you know, you kind of got the idea from the beginning that, you know, he had a lot of pressure on his shoulders. You kind of, they kind of built him up to like, you know, know that eventually he was going to snap and it was just going to be something sudden, you know, his best friend, his boy, freaking Lamar, Battlestar, oh. murder right in front of him, you know. They can't, they can't they let us all win, can they? They can't let us no. all win. They got to kill one black guy, We're going to give you one on like, special. We got to get rid of one of you. Like, we got this whole story about y'all. Can we have one of y'all die? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, it made sense that, like, he, he would snap and, like, but, he, I mean, he would lie about, like, oh, I killed the guy who, you know, killed your son. But it was also like at that time when there was people and lives on the line, you know, where he could just go and get his revenge or save lives, he ultimately did the right thing. And I thought that was really good. I thought that was really well handled. And, you know, maybe down the line he's going to be more of a, you know, level-headed kind of guy. I don't know. Maybe he's going to do some crazy things. But I, I kind of like like his whole arc and the whole entire story that, that they gave for him. I think the buildup and the the flip was so quick, and then I get it. They're attributing it to the super soldier. So look, I guess for me, all right. So you set it up with Marvel, which was great writing. You talk about his accolades. You show that he's a humble. They gave him the perception of being humble because he was so afraid to take over this mantle and blah blah blah. So he goes out there, plays nice for the crowd, and then you know he shows up for the first battle scene and he's like doing his thing. And it, I felt like at that point they were trying to give him this setup of being like, hey, like we need to work together. Let's be unified. And then I, I thought where well, I thought they were going to take him is they were going to say, hey, look, Steve Rogers dealt in a lot of black and white. And whenever it came to gray, that's where him and Tony always had friction at. But Steve always took what he thought was the ultimate right. I thought with this, you with, with this Captain America, with uh, Walker, they were going to let him play in the gray. And where he wasn't going to be the bad guy or heel turn, but it wasn't going to be also a great good guy either. And I wanted yeah. this to play out a little bit longer then the, the, the scene with the shield, because let's be real, was it jacked up? Absolutely. But you just watch your homeboy die. Like, exactly. And that's what I was like. So, and everybody's like, well, Steve and Captain America wouldn't do that. Did y'all not watch the first Avengers? Steve bust through a door shooting gats. Like, what you about? Shoot well, he was shooting Nazis, so that's that's okay. <laughs> Everybody says, but in Walker's eyes, these guys are, are, are ter- Nazis, equivalent yeah, of surgeons. Like, so he doesn't see the mercy that we would see as a citizen that just is misunderstood, like like Sam did, and kind of like even how Bucky felt. Like they got to see these people as just almost kids that just were misguided. Walker's a military guy; he just sees these guys as just terrorists and surgeons. I don't think they gave him enough play up to that factor so that the reason why he was so no nonsense and so gruff with them is because he saw them no different than like we or some people in America see Al Qaeda or see other yeah. groups that are fascist, you know? And so when he does the killing, I wish they would have pushed that scene a little further out and rather than where they had it at, because he was a dick that whole episode. So by the time he kills that guy, we're like, Oh, he's a fucking mother. Fuck him now. Like, <laughs> Where if he could have been a dick and then they could have had him still, like you said, save some people and then still have that scene, we then we would have been conflicted. So then when that scene, when he's in front of the council that are trying to get rid of him and he's like, nah, you guys made me this way, blah, 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 which we all can relate to as knowing soldiers or people like that, like th- they make them kind of like this. 
I, we, I think we would have felt more sympathy for that moment. When I watched that moment, I didn't feel much sympathy. I was like, man, that joke is an asshole. I think like, it's fucked up. He's right, but he's still an asshole. Like he's right, and I feel him. But it still, it was like, yeah, yeah. you're right. You an asshole, bro. Get, turn in the field and get you. <laughs> like, get on out of here. Man. <laughs> I don't know. How did you feel? Like I said, I know you kind of felt you weren't bothered by, it, but I just felt it was just too quick and didn't give us enough of. So when he did, it, it that. was like, okay, cool, whatever. We also only had six episodes for this whole entire series for this, right. this show, you know. So it was it was a condensed sort of timeline anyway. So maybe if they had, you know, gave us ten episodes, we probably would have been bored by the you know the sixth episode, and but we were to probably get a longer arc. But for me, like the it was it was a good arc. It was a good solid like for the for the time that they that the screen time he was given. You know, he was this driven man who was trying to do the right thing. You know, who was under a, a ton, ton of stress. You know, the, the difference between him and, and Steve Rogers, like Steve Rogers kind of like fed off of that stress of trying to make himself better. Mm-hmm. You know, he was always going to, you know, even though the mantle of being Captain America was a lot to him, it was always something that he could strive to be better. He never thought he was like at the top. He was always, you know, trying to be better. Whereas this guy kind of crumbled under that stress. Even though he was a capable dude, he was already crumbling from under the stress. You can see that kind of in the first like sort of scene with him in there where he's like trying to pep, give himself a pep talk just to go out there to go on, you know, you know, uh, Good Morning America or whatever. You can always right. already see that he was stressed out, <laughs> you know. Right. So it was it was they kind of already built him to me anyway. They already built in the building blocks that like he was going to fall and it was going to be soon. That he, And as the show goes on, he gets, you know, like. He starts off a clean-shaven dude, and he, you know, at each episode he gets grizzler and grizzler. That. That, was a good, that was a good visual effect, like a good yeah. visual. Yes, I, I agree. So, like, you can tell, like, you know, as he's—I mean, like—he's supposed to be military man. They all supposed to shave and be on, you know, top on on point every single day, you know, because right. you know discipline is something that is very important to people in the military. And but he's out there doing the job, so he doesn't have time to shave in the morning or whatever. So it's, right. it's you can see him you know, physically crumbling and like, and then, you know, the boys do God. <laughs> right, right, right. See, and I, that's why you're the Duke of all nerds. Cause you know what? You just broke that down so much. Now it's making me question my feelings about, about Look, you, you can have your opinions on whatever it is and you are justified to them. It means they're wrong. But <laughs> Hey, look, everybody got one, right? Uh, but and also now I'm not going to take credit for this. I was listening to another podcast, um, the Mad Titan podcast or whatever, and one of the guests on there, he made a great um, comparison with the, you know, the, the, the Sam, the Sam training scene. We's training, learning with the the shield, blah blah. And uh, the brother on there, if God forgive, forgive me, I can't think of his name, but his comparison was like he loved that montage because it showed that even as a black man, you got to work twice as hard to do something that someone else could do or the privilege of getting a super serum so uh, serum allowed you to do and blah 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 and i never even pieced that together when i was watching it like they're basically showing sam having to train himself harder and be better to just to be the normalized version of the carrier of this shield and i thought that was just and when he said that i was like damn that one even just it, it it blew by me, and I'm like, that, that is a real dope moment. Because even I meant when I watched it, I was like, why the fuck they showing this Joker? I was like, Anthony Nat Mackey must have put this. In. He must have wanted to show these ladies he out here, like you know. Hey, it wasn't him. It was a stuntman <laughs> doing the flips and stuff. It wasn't him. 
Hey, no, no. He, was in his, it was. he was in his trailer drinking coffee like, you're doing a good job out there. Y'all having fun. <laughs> but talk about another scene that kind of made me teary-eyed was, you know, that montage scene where he's training with a shield. And then you see him holding the shield up with his nephew. And his nephew, you know, kind of admired him and the shield. I, I felt, you know, that got me. That was another thing that got me, man. You know, having, you know, these symbols, they're important. They mean things. And, you know, having this young black male look up to the American flag with this American shield and being like proud of it is also something that's, you know, very meaningful as a, as a black American. It would, it, it made, I, I was, I was, you know, <laughs> wiping <laughs> stuff from my eyes, man. Cause you know, I got a little boy and you know, it's, I would like, you know, for him to feel like that he's as much a part of this country as everybody else. Absolutely. And, you know, to have, you know, pride in the place that he's from and to be able to, to, to achieve that American dream. And so like that, that got me too. <laughs> no, no, I'm right. Uh, right there with you. Like that, that montage was just, it, it was good. And it definitely, besides me missing the point. And again, I was like, <laughs> man, Mackie just put this in here. Cause he trying to flex for them ladies. Like hey, ain't, ain't no reason for this to be here. But, um, you know, even to that point, I think, interesting thought just you talk about when the, the, the nephews and the shield and all that I it, it almost felt like I hate to say like because you what you just said and I'm thinking about the scene it was almost quasi a an Obama moment like you know the moment we all when Obama got inaugurated and we all watched it on TV and it kind of was like that sense of pride to be like it almost felt like okay now now we're finally getting a part of this country a little bit now yeah. we're finally that when you said that it made me think of that moment when I remember watching inauguration feeling that like, pretty sure, I'm, and I don't know if that was on purpose, but I can see that scene being that moment, too. Like you said, like, having that pride in the flag and showing that, like, it is for us, too, and we can represent it just as well. So, now, that was a uh, – I like the, the way you played that because I didn't even put that together either, so. Disney knows what they're doing. And oh, also, they keep calling him Uncle Sam the whole entire time. Hey, Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam, come on, it was right there. <laughs> Is he the Uncle Sam or Black Falcon? So, also, uh, shout out to Bucky having a little bit of jungle fever, too. I see you, Bucky. Yeah, look at yeah. it. I saw the end trying to get in good with the kids. Uh, I saw you, Bucky. I've been I've been frozen in and out for, for 100 years, you know. That's true. That's true. Any closing thoughts on uh Captain America and the Winter Soldier? I just hope that you know Marvel slash Disney keeps you know making these kinds of shows, keeps making these kinds of content because you know, even though it might offend some people for because they're gonna get offended anyway, like these stories are important, you know, having this sort of you know representation is important. And it's just it just it, for me, it makes me want to give them more money anyway. So, right, like, right. Keep, keep it up. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll keep cashing out. If you keep if you keep telling stories that are that are good and that you know that mean something. So, like, you know, let the creators create and let them do their thing and let them, you know, do stuff like this. And I'll, I'll go broke. Look, it, I this, it puts a lot of a lot of pressure on Loki because I feel like. Wanda, WandaVision was probably a good, you know, a good triple. They had a good triple. Yeah. I felt like Falcon and Winter Soldier was a inside the park home run. Like they, they hit that, hit every base. It meant something. It puts a, I just say, it puts a lot of pressure on Loki to come through. Like it, Loki can't I be a nut now. <laughs> I bet Loki just gonna be like a just a nice fun show, like a nice little palate cleanser. You know, both of these shows, like Falcon and Winter Soldier and Wanda, are kind of like 
serious, you know, like, mm. you know, dealing with some sort of serious issues. Like one of the was sort of like personal trauma and, you know, you know, emotional grief and all that other good stuff. And, you know, the one Hawk one, the soldier deal with a lot of, you know, broader issues than that. Right. I feel like, you know, Loki will probably be in the cloud. The, the palette is like, okay, let's just have some nice, dumb fun and watch Tom Middleton <laughs> just, Choose scenery for you know six episodes. Well, you know, there's it, it, a little pressure on there too, just for the simple <laughs> fact that we saw Loki's redemption story through the MCU. This Loki isn't that Loki because it's not that Loki. <laughs> so now you got to kind of do this redemption story again, possibly, unless you want to keep him a villain. You so now you got to flip this redemption story, or if you just keep him a straight all out villain or anti hero, you got to play it. So I feel like I'm interested to see how the writing is for this. And then again, Disney's yeah. hit it out of the park with the writing, but. I'm interested to see how that writing goes because they're going to have to. You can't follow the same model for redemption, so no. you got to do something different now. And I want to see what that difference is going to be. Well, I think it's also good because a lot of Loki's original redemption had to do with his love for Thor. Like you know, even though he was always kind of like jealous of him, it was still his brother at the end of the right. day. And he was like, "This is still my family, even though I'm plotting to murder them sometimes." You know, I still kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I may just turn into a snake and bite you, but I mean, it's all love. <laughs> I mean, we all we got families. We all we all be probably part of the murder him a little bit, but we still love him, right? Right, right. So like that was a part of his. So now, like he, I think this would probably be like uh, he doesn't have that sort of, I guess, crutch in a way to 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 have his humanity through Thor. He has to kind of learn it all on his own. So right. that would probably be a good way to, to if I were. In the writing room, I don't know why they would let me do that, but that would be like be how I would. In that, we know you are here writing a book that's going to change the world. So, it doesn't uh, need to writer's room. I would just hope it changed my bank account. That's all I want. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't to, that's the only step I'm trying to make. Shit, now you know what's going to keep doing this show. There's no more pressure on you to finish this book now because now Joker's going to be hitting us up, being like, when that book coming out, homie? Like, <laughs> well, I promised my mom last year that I get published this year before my birthday, which is in November. So I got a deadline. Now. Hey, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gonna have to buy <laughs> Oh, that's all good, man. I mean, like I said, I always respect that, man. I always again, once you do get it going, man, you know, I'll be the first one to buy. Um, Let's go ahead. And I'll give you a free copy if it ever happens. Oh, you know, then you got to autograph it. Then if you gonna give me a free one, you got to <laughs> autograph that thing. I'm gonna put that into the steel with the, uh, the Isaiah Bradley story. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to the next one, man. Um, let's go on and hit on. Uh, let's jump right into it. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat came out today. Or well, we're recording on Friday. This will be dropped on Sunday, so you guys have some time to li- to watch it. Spoilers are coming. Major, major spoilers are coming to a degree. People die in Mortal Kombat. Spoiler over. <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> and they find creative ways to do so. Yeah. Right, man. I- I'm going to go first because I'm going to go throw cold water on all this shit. I do not <laughs> like Mortal Kombat, this new one, man. I was not feeling it. And I know y'all going to come at me and go, but bro, you just said you like Kong versus Godzilla. I know I said that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Like, <laughs> I hate to say this. I wish Mortal Kombat just would have been the old one just with better graphics and better kill <laughs> because the old one is kind of like what I envision Mortal Kombat to be like going to a tournament and you fight. I mean, let's be real. The old one just ripped off like the Bruce Lee movie. Um, I can't Into think of it. Yeah. 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 Into the yes. It just ripped back. <laughs> so I, I wanted to get, just get the heroes together, get to the tournament, fight in this tournament. And then we just see it play out. 
Instead, in this movie, we got a whole bunch of a character we don't they never been in the games, which is fine. I'm fine with that. I don't have any issue with that. You give me this whole talk about him. You do this whole thing with Scorpion. This motherfucker don't show up to the very end. <laughs> the very end. Yeah, yeah. Last then, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Then, like Luke Kang, which is pretty much for most of the, the story, been the main character for most of even the video games. I know in 11, I think they switched it and him and Rayton Murr. Some weird shit's going on in the video games now. Like a bad guy or something. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, reincar yeah. like a reincarnated court. Regardless of that, like Luke Kang pretty much was useless. Even that fancy <laughs> fireball shit was useless. Like, the whole movie wasn't even about the tournament. It was like these jokers like were attacking the heroes before they could do it. Then they made up this weird ass shit about how they have powers. Like you gotta unlock your whatever it was. I'm like, what can't you you could just save the time on that and just be like they got powers? Like magic. Yeah, like we wouldn't your magic. Just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, they gotta do that shit was lightning. Like we don't care. Like we don't need to know how so the only thing I liked about the movie was two things. One, the fight scenes were really good. They did really show out. They did do their thing. I guess there's three things I like about. It. So the fight scene is really good. Two, Kano. Kano's great. <laughs> I could have watched the whole Kano movie. Kano was the best Kano. part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it would been the movie for me. And I'd have been like, this is perfectly fine. And I think the last thing I did like about it a lot was, um, and this is a minor thing. It's just a minor pet peeve. But they made, made them Japanese and Chinese. Sub-Zero, Chinese, and um, Scorpion, Japanese. I don't, I know that's minor. People are like, oh, what the fuck is it's important to well, me because he said at least show me that you at least attempted to be like, hey, we want to make sure this is consistent. And also, the actor that plays Scorpion, uh, he's an Asian actor. He's already he's been known to say that he only plays Japanese roles. If the roles is not written for a Japanese man, he won't play them because he feels it's unfair that we just do the oh, it's an Asian character. It don't matter what part of Asian. So it don't matter if you're Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese. It, he's like, no, no, no. Like we have so many actors who are the specific race that you need, I'm only going to play Japanese. So knowing that about him and seeing him play the role, like it was just more respect that like they cast him that way, but also it was made it stated that Scorpion was Japanese. So I know that's modern bullshit, but yeah, I like that. The things I hate about it again, I don't know what the fuck the story was even about. Bro. <laughs> like, and I know it doesn't matter because it's more combat, but on the same token, like give me just a straight line story. Just give me something easy. Like it was a whole bunch of, Oh well, he's a descendant, and he they gotta unlock this power. But now they're gonna just attack now, and but we know they're violating the rules of Mortal Kombat. But ain't nobody snitching. We just gonna let it yeah. go. Down. And then like Cyrax had like a Brooklyn accent. Like what the fuck is going on here? Like, that wasn't Cyrax. That was Cabal. Oh my God, it's even worse. Than <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I thought. I, I thought it was Cyrax at first too, and I was like. Oh, no, that's not Cyrax, because you know, he's a robot. That's not yeah, a robot. It's supposed to be, yeah, it's right. <laughs> Once again, this just shows you how fucked up in the game I was. In respect to the final fight scene, though, with Scorpion Sub-Zero, and I don't even know the dude's name, because that was pretty dope. But other than... Eh, I, what was I, it? I it's Cole, Cole Young or something like that, or Young yeah. Cole. I don't remember. It was y'all gonna listen more, <laughs> Jason, on this one, because he's gonna have to save it, because I'm out on it. Like, if I don't ever got to see that movie again, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I, I I agree with your nitpicks. I agree, like that a lot of it would just was like, firstly, like I I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. There was a lot. I I realized kind of, you know, probably almost when it's almost over that, like, oh, this is just a setup for more movies, which right. which is terrible. I think my my headphones are about to die. I might have to switch to the regular mac microphone, <laughs> but. Which is terrible because you know you should always make a movie 
as it's going to be your last movie. You know, this should already, you shouldn't have to have loose ends. You know, they didn't even kill Sang- Sanctuary Song right at the end of it. He just like, oh, I'm going to be back with some more dudes. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, they create, I mean, and it's fine that they create a whole, another character. Which, it, you know what? It's not fine that they create another character. Mortal Kombat has like 500 people in it. You know, exactly. you could have picked one of them to be like the story, the story lead. Like, you picked a brand new guy out of like, it's been around for 30 years. It has like 9,000 people. You could have picked one guy, like anybody. It could have yeah. been anybody. You could have gave me me. Me, me been the main character. I've been fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be like the, the audience point of view character, and but you made some uh, someone up with some pretty lame powers to begin with. Yeah. But like, yeah. it was still fine. I mean, it's like, as I said, like, as I was saying earlier to you earlier, I went to this movie, you know, expecting it not to be good. You know, like I expected it to be cool fight scenes and maybe something that resembles a story, you know, and that's what I got. Right. Cool fight scenes and something that resembles a story. So I wasn't disappointed. I was like, okay, cool. Maybe the next one's going to be a lot better. Maybe it's not. I don't know. So but we're, like, we're going to come up with a, a rating system <laughs> for these movies and we'll, we'll figure that out for the next show. But like, I, I just. I can't, oh, also, I mean, you know, yeah. it, 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 and I would say the moment when I was like, "All right, I'm good, I'm done." I'm, and you know, you everybody has a movie when you fucking hate a movie where you just keep yeah. trying to trudge through it. The moment for me was, how the fuck did Jax get like arms? Like it was they like his arms gone, and then like the next scene, he had baby arms, and then the next magic thing, powers he was arms. <laughs> magic powers was arms. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> His magic power was arms. That's what it was. <laughs> like, oh, we gotta do this after to wake him up. This motherfucker wake up. And then yeah, that whole, yeah, that I, whole like you gotta awaken your chakra or whatever they said was completely dumb because it was completely arbitrary. Like, oh, Kato got scratched the eyes, so now he's got laser eyes. Like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, it's magic, but it's a laser. And now oh. Zach's got better arms than the ones we built him because he's magic arm, magic technological arms. Like, and now Sonya Blade, even though she just showed up today, she can shoot lasers out of her arm. It's just like <laughs> none of it made any sense. Or like, the fact like, that, like you, her mark, the mark off Kano transferred to her once she beat him, and that's how she got her powers. And it was like yeah. she didn't train for them bitches at all. Like all this movie, yeah, trained to get these powers unlocked. This shit just like, oh, I got it now. Boom. All right. Oh, yeah. That's why I got him so quick. I was watching them the whole entire time. <laughs> See, like, like that was my that was also my pet peeve. Is like, why not just make her one of the people from the begin with? Like, I don't know, like, it wasn't really much of an arc for her to kill Kano and get her magic powers. It was just right. like she was gonna fight. It's Mortal Kombat. She's gonna fight people. Just have her be already a Mortal Kombat person. And like and have her train with everybody else and like Maybe her art, like in the in the, the sort of the original uh, movie, the Kana was someone that killed her partner or whatever, right. so she had a vendetta against him or or whatever it was, and you know that's a pretty good storyline. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, easy. It's easy money. Like or like in a, yeah. same, the same beef I have with the DC cinematic universe is what I'm kind of feel like I'm having with Mortal Kombat. We've seen good in iterations of this thing, like DC universe. Their animated stuff is remarkable. Phenomenal. You could just make a live-action version of the animated scripts that you already got. They're like 80 minutes, 90 minutes long anyway. You know what? Was it the Rise of Scorpion? You could have made Scorpion the first person in it and did just 
remade the animated movie for live action. We still would have paid for it. We still would have enjoyed it. Like it, it just boggles my mind that you can have such good properties in one form of uh, movies and then such ugh, on the other side of it. And it's like, do you not? At one point, are you gonna be like, hey, writers that did that? Hey, can you come over here and you know put something down so we can just make a film movie out of this? But for some reason, they just be like, nah, keep them separate. Like we, I just, I just didn't like this movie, man. And I tried so hard because the fight scenes are really good. And I'm a huge fight scene and a kung fu guy. I love kung fu movies, but. It just, it, like I said again, when Jax grew some arms, I was like, I'm done, bro. <laughs> his, his magic pirates' his arms. <laughs> like, that was a, so, like, if Sub-Zero didn't destroy his arms, well, he just would have just got another, just a metal coating similar to the old boy's body uh, ability. Maybe he would have grown two more like uh, Goro does. You know, he would have <laughs> four arms or something. I don't know. Oh, that <laughs> would have two little. The Goro special effects were really good on this one. I'll, I'll give it that credit too. They look, they look pretty good. But he died like, like a so bitch. Easily. Yeah, yeah. Like he's Goro. He's the last guy. He should be like reckoned. They should have been like at least four people dead. See, here's the problem. They should have had more characters. You know, less. You know, personal stuff. Like, hey, uh, Johnny K, Johnny Cage. Uh, this uh, Mortal Kombat thing is going on. These are your buddies. We gotta we gotta save the world. Cool. All right, let's go do it. <laughs> Right, and then you know half the people get murdered during this thing. It could have, it could have been a better like horror movie almost, like where you just have a whole bunch of people as just basically like, and it could be like as I said, it's Mortal Kombat. They have hundreds of characters. You mm -hmm. know, you could, you could have you know a whole bunch of them, and like just have them all just get killed in crazy ways, and like, and just, and that's your movie. It's like well, how, and even as the writer, you get it. Like the girl thing sucks in this movie. The the effects were good, but the girl thing sucks is because. You we if you are new to this series, you have no reason except for Goro's size to realize the girls are badass. Like in yeah. the original, they had him dismantle a motherfucker in front of everybody. They're like, Oh, this dude is the truth. <laughs> so when Johnny Cage yeah. him, it's like Johnny Cage, you get killed right here in the instance. This one, it was just like motherfucker just showed up ready to fight, and they're like, Oh, I guess we just gonna let everybody rely on the fact that everybody's seen Mortal Kombat that no girls a, a, a big deal out here, and he goes out like a straight sucker, and it's like yeah. Guess he wasn't a big deal. No wonder they sent him over to get his ass whooped. And it's also like a lot of like the lot the later fight scenes. They had one at they had two at a one at a trailer and one at a house. And it's like <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat, you know. Like where I mean, they had the state. They had something that looked like the 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 pit. I guess it was called back yeah. in the first one with, with the spikes, but no one got shit hit with spikes. You know, mm -hmm. there was no acid. I mean, there's no asset floor or anything like that. Like, it's Mortal Kombat. Like, this is a part of it. Like, yeah, it was cool that Kung Lao did the buzzsaw, pulled the girl dope. through it. That was cool, but, like, like y'all could do better. <laughs> oh, that thought about my last crazy pet peeve on this, too. This is also bullshit, but it is real. How your main character going to be a dude that getting his ass mollywopped at the beginning of a movie? And they're going to be like, we need him on our team. Right, right. <laughs> and then you're going to disregard Sonya. Cause she ain't got a tattoo, but this motherfucker that was getting his ass. <laughs> He's like, hey, no, no, you the one. <laughs> only corner person is his daughter. I mean, like, yo, like she's like twelve. I don't. I think you need like a team to do this. I don't know. I I watched a lot of UFC, and like last time the dude came out with his girlfriend, he got beat up, and then they were like they were climbing on him. You know. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I'm just like, bro, like, don't, sit, don't tell me the dude that's going to be the champion and this is a dude that's getting mollywopped by regular human beings. Like, stop it. Yeah, like stop regular it. dudes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Dude, what what dude just beat him. <laughs> he was winning. And it was like, nope. Go ahead and tap it all out, brother. At <laughs> least could have had him pass out. It's just like he never quits and has this never die attitude. Uh, closing thoughts of Mortal Kombat. I mean, I, I hated it. So, I mean, if this is the living color, I'd have gave it like two snaps and whatever, and hated it because it, it just wasn't for me, man. <laughs> well, I would I would say I did not hate it. It was okay. It was you know it was a passable kung fu film. I mean that's it. it I'm just, I hope the next one will be better. That's what I can say. Hope the next one actually is the tournament. Then I'll be yeah, on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go jump to I guess the second to last thing we're going to talk about too. Invincible, um, Robert Kirkland's property. People more maybe more know him from The Walking Dead, which I feel like it was a more popular series than Invincible. Because I admit, I I heard rumors about Invincible, but I never like knew much about it. And then when I heard they were making the animated version of it, and then I remember the first episode hooked me. So I think we're what they're on episode seven right now, if I'm episode correct. Seven, I believe, yeah. That's okay. So what do you think about the series so far? What's your thoughts on it? And let's just dive into it. Well, okay, so when Walking Dead came out, I was really into Robert Kirkman's work. So I picked up Invincible, like, right, I want to say, like, right when it kind of, not when it kind of started, but, like, when it was really getting into the crux of it. Mm-hmm. So I I, I was really waiting and, and ready for this show to come out, and I was really excited about it. And, I, and it's, to me, it's a really good show. Uh, but the thing that I haven't, it's, it's just a kind of a nitpicky sort of thing as a comic book fan. And I know, you know, you know, a comic book and TV show are two different things, two different mediums. You got to do things differently for one that you can't do for the other mm-hmm. and all that other good stuff. But I feel like in the Invincible TV show, they kind of blew their load too quickly. Ooh, like okay. in the comic books, it's a slow buildup to the gore of course someone's gonna text me right now to the goriness of it to the to, to the twist that's gonna happen and i you know i'm not gonna spo- hopefully i mean it's 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 writing on the wall but if mm. there's a a huge event that's probably gonna happen next episode and it's a build-up to it and you kind of and, and it kind of lures lures you into it through its kind of like mundaneness you know at first you kind of think that this is like oh it's a kind of a fun little silly you know comic book about this new teenage, you know, superhero. And they have these tongue-in-cheek names about, you know, superheroes and stuff. And it's kind of funny. And it, you know, and, it, and they're like a little bit edgy, but it's not over the top. Mm-hmm. And then like seven or eight issues in, you see like all the world superheroes die. And you're like, oh crap, that's crazy. And then like another five issues, you're like, oh, that's even nuts. And it, it, and then it just jumps from there to these, you know, uh huge, you know, long scenes of just intense violence mm. and and it builds it up to it and i feel like in the show they kind of like already spoiled that this is going to be like you know not your typical superhero show when they right. kind of like, like you know we already have that we already have that in the boys mm-hmm. you know, like not your typical superhero show and they kind of and i feel like this would have been better if they just hold off on like maybe like you know at the end of the first episode they killed off the guardians of the globe and you realize that you know Omni Man did it. I feel like it would have been better served if they had hold off on that violence and hold off on that, you know, revealed maybe three or four episodes into the series before, you know, showing that off and showing 
But otherwise, the show is actually pretty, still pretty good to me. It's right. still really, really, really good. It's just that, like that one little thing, like this could have been like that Game of Thrones moment where people are like, "Oh shit, I didn't see that coming," you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like they kind of spoiled that already. I've heard that from a couple people who've read the whole series that you literally what you said. They kind of blew their wad early. Um, they they didn't spoil it for me, so I still don't know the the big event because they said the same thing. It's still one more big event, but um. I do feel like, yeah, they the, the, the heel toe for the heel turn for Omni Man was so quick that it was like you didn't even get us to really like him as a face it's enough to like yeah. hurt him to be like, oh, this is crazy. But it was like, oh, well, no, this dude's shady as hell, and they even animated him to be shady, like you know, to give the looks he gives, and sometimes have those just crazy spurts of anger at his wife, like they. So it's like him being the bad guy, or maybe end up being the real big bad. It's gonna be like, oh, well, you should have saw that coming because. He's acting yeah. like a dick this whole time. Like it, it, it definitely is. No, good. I enjoy the series. I think this series is great. I, it gives me, it gives me Spider Man done right vibes. Now I'm not saying Spider Man's done wrong in MCU, then, but I'm just saying <laughs> like, it, it, it feels like watching like the '90s cartoon Spider Man or some of the better the spectacular Spider, where it's like this teenage kid trying to juggle all the shit but still be a hero. Still try to get it right and X, Y, and Z. So I thought that's always good because I mean, Spider Man works on any kind of medium. Um, but also, like you said, uh, I feel like Deadpool has opened up the door for people just to go all out in bloods, guts, or whatever. I mean, now let me hold on, let me even go back further. Technically, Blade opened up a door for that because <laughs> it was the first already a superhero movie and it made a bunch of money, and Blade 2 did as well. But because I want to give a shout out to them because Blade gets lost in the shuffle about R-rated superhero movies that did it right. And he did it when <laughs> the era of superhero movies wasn't popular. There so was no superhero movies then. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so let me give credit to Blade because people forget Blade did come up before X-Men and Spider-Man 1 and it did make a bunch of money. So going to that, uh, but Deadpool especially now has opened up the door that these comic books can be raunchy, violent, bloody, which just makes sense. I mean... I punch a dude in the nose and I got super strength. He's probably there's no shit shatter. Like yeah. it, it makes sense. So with that being said, I, I think Invincible just the story, and it's very rare that you get a cartoon that has made the main character so likable. Like Mark's yeah. a likable guy. He's a rootable guy, and that is something that's very hard to do in a very short amount of time. Especially how because again, it, the, the show does progress pretty quickly. I think that's kind of why I enjoy it. It moves very quickly. Uh, but he's likable. You know his intent. You know he's good-hearted. You know he just wants to do the best. He's carrying the weight of being the son of the greatest superhero of all time, but he also kind of just wants to be a kid. Like, he always wanted these powers so badly. Now he's got these powers, and now he's like, oh, shit, it comes with, you know, great power, great responsibility. Like, it comes with a lot having these powers. Even this last episode where he's in the car with his best friend, and he's like, well, if you would have came and when I told you to go save such and such, he would still be like, like a lot. Like, and he's like, I know, I know. Like, and it's like, I, I felt that weight to be like, damn, he's yeah. right. Like, this fucking sucks. Like, he couldn't enjoy him trying to go get his old lady back because he tried to do that and somebody got hurt. And, you know, and now he's being, I didn't say blame, but almost quasi like, if you would have done the, the responsible thing, he would probably be alive right now. Instead, you did the selfish thing. And, and I'm like, damn, it sucks because all of us are teenagers would have been like, no, I'm trying to get my bra back. Yeah, like, we would have all done this. Probably, like, 
Right. He a grown man. He in college. Fuck him. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was fine. He was fine. Right. He better keep the, the rape whistle and go on, keep it moving. So <laughs> but no, I I I really like it, man. I, I think it's a dope show. That's why whenever I keeps telling me this this moment's supposed to be huge, I'm like, I can't wait. I'm trying to figure out what I could think it would be. Cause even what was it, two episode five where you know they fight up in the the the, the tower and hold that, that lion dude is wearing Invincible's ass out. And he glimpses his father and like, you know, whatever, just, you know, his father being more of a dick, kind of like, oh, you know, the dad, I told you not to do this. So I'm gonna let you get the punishment, but he's getting worn out. My homeboy was like, like in the, the books, like that was a crazy scene. Cause we didn't know that he could be hurt that badly. Yeah. I guess at the point at that point. Like that's also to one of my other nitpicks is they kind of make, they kind of have scaled down him and his father's powers. Mm. Like in the comic books, you know, when he killed the guardians of the globe, they didn't, they didn't touch him. They didn't hurt him at all. Oh wow! Like he just ran th- right through them and killed them all without them even being able to do anything about it. And even like in like a lot of the scenes in the in the show, like Mark gets his ass kicked a lot. And even <laughs> in the comic books, he gets his ass kicked a lot. But like, it's not as often as like it's, you know we're only seven episodes in the show, and he's already been put in the hospital. Like <laughs> in the comic book, it, it, it's a while before he's put in the hospital. You know, he right. gets in the hospital a lot. Because he's not as invincible as he says. I mean, he's pretty invincible, but you know, and but they already put him in the hospital, like, and because that that whole like, uh, um, what's the guy's name? Machine Head sort of story arc happens yeah, yeah. after that first major uh, event. So okay. like, they move that up that that timeline up, which kind of like, for me, is going to take away from that first major event because that's that that first major event. Is when you realize, like, oh shit, this is the, you know, she can get real in this comic book, you know? And they already have already, you know, as I said, you know, they they broken on Hyman on that sucker already, like twice right. at this point, you know? So, like, and so, like, for me, when this this thing that happens, probably gonna happen next episode happens, it's probably gonna be like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Whereas in the complex, <laughs> like, oh, that's nuts, you know. Mm. So like, I maybe maybe for people who haven't read the comic books, they're gonna be like, oh, that's crazy. But I feel like the stuff they've already put in the show so far is gonna kind of lessen away from like the impact of that 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 because it's like that's the first major thing that happens, right? And I got, I, I have a guess what I think will happen, and I'll ask you off like the fever shoot because I have a guess what I think is gonna happen because. This last episode, Omni Man said something to me that felt real weird when, um, because he kept trying to get to Mark and he's like, when he was practicing, he goes, like, It's something I need to tell you. Like, and then when he even talked to his wife and it was like, You know, you and Mark will be protected. Don't worry about it. So, like, I got to guess what I think is going to happen, but that, you know, that's because I watch a bunch of TV and media. So, Let's be real. We all get inspiration from different shit, and it squeezes their way into it. So I'll be interested off the mic to find out if my guess is right. If it's not, then we just keep moving forward, and then uh, I'll keep trying to come up with new theories. Um, any final thoughts on Invincible? I know you, I think we both are enjoying it, but any thoughts on it? Uh, for anybody who's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to watch the show, give it a watch. It's really good. It's a good the hopefully if they if they incorporate more of the stuff in the comics, it's gonna be a good show that like talks about like what's it mean to be a superhero, what's it mean to like, you know, these kind of shows like, oh, should you kill bad guys? Should you not kill bad guys? Mm-hmm. Like what does it mean to like actually think about these sort of real consequences if you when you do fight bad guys? Or what does it even mean to actually use your powers 
you know, what would you actually use your powers for if you didn't have superpowers? Doesn't mean you have to be, you know, a superhero. Is that the best way to use your powers? You know, right? So, like, there's a lot of interesting questions that are going to come down the road. A lot of, and and I feel like the comic books, at least in the comic books, they handle it really, really interestingly. So it should be if you know everything, you know, gels the way they did the books. It should be a really interesting thing to watch. Right. So keep it up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here for it. I mean, I'm definitely here for it. So. Before we get to our final segment, um, let's give the recommendation for the people. If we had to stack an order for see it first, second, third, whatever, for everything we talked about, what would you order it? So for me, I would say my number one for everybody to go check out would be Falcon and Winter Soldier, Invincible, Kong Godzilla. And then if you just sitting around and ain't shit going on, you can you can enjoy my Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose my list would be the exact same except flip the two. I would say Mortal Kombat before Kong versus Godzilla. But that's just, you know, my humble opinion. You know, some okay. people might not like either of them. Maybe like, they both those things are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and we just said argue for no reason at all. Uh, so, um, and then the last part of the show, I kind of deal with all my kind of shows. Uh, recommendation for something for someone to watch. And if you had to briefly explain to them why to watch it, um, for it. So for me, um, my thing for people to watch, and then I'm probably, I'm late to this party. So everybody forgive me who are going to clown me up. But my thing to watch is the anime Black Clover. I just started on that. Well, when I say started, I'm like 120 episodes deep now. I think it's 170 episodes right now that are out. Good show. It's about um, this universe where everybody pretty much is infused with magic. And one of the kids does not have magic. And it's this role or this, like, you know, like all anime, it's this top ranking thing called the Wizard King. And uh, the main character, Asta, his goal is to become the Wizard King. So you follow him all through his trials and tribulations because, again, he doesn't have magic. So how does he overcome to become the highest ranking magical official with no magic? So Black Clover is my suggestion. And why I say to watch it, besides that definition, is that if you're an anime person, it's the classic anime tropes, the Shogun. Uh, excitable, good-hearted character with all the stuff around, changes people's hearts and wins them over one by one, making his way to the ultimate goal. So if you enjoy the, the Naruto's and all that, like this is right in that ilk. So that is my suggestion for people to try to check out. It is Black Clover. What do you got for him, Jason? Well, uh, you know me, I like to read. I like my books. Um, I like my fantasy books. My thing for people to check out is the Wheel of Time series. Mm. Is uh, it is a series that is very similar to like your Lord of the Rings and even to Game of Thrones, but in my opinion, it's better than both of them. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I gotta read this. It's, it's got a good, uh, it's got a good, very well realized world. It's got a ton of great characters that are also realistic and very well realized. It's long. It's 14. The series is 14 books long. But if you like to read, I don't know why that's a problem. Well, more yeah. books to read. Oh, no. That's so bad. books. <laughs> and like, um, for me, it's like it has probably one of the best endings uh, in, a, in a fantasy series. So I, I always like. I've yet to this day have met anybody who's actually read all 14 books besides myself. Mm. If anybody wants to read them, that'd be great. So we can talk about it. It'd be awesome. So that's my recommendation. Wheel of Time. You know, okay. I'm check it out. We can once I read all 14, or maybe I read a book, we'll have a discussion <laughs> about it. Just the individual podcast about the book and go from there. No, so yeah, um, 
Well, with that wheel of time, they're making an Amazon TV series. So I think it should be out later this year. So oh, I got to hurry up. I got to hurry up because I, I remember actually how I ended up writing, reading. And I know when I say read the Game of Thrones series, like it, it isn't finished yet. But <laughs> after season one of Game of Thrones, like I was like, they did what? <laughs> I got to read these books. Like, yeah, I read them all. And uh, a friend of mine happened just to have all of them. And I just brought from him and ran through them all. So, Will of Time, I'm about to check that out. And um, if anybody has suggestions of things that we should read, watch, or you want us to talk about, by all means, let us know, you know, comment on it. Uh, if it's something, and actually, you know, we, we're not professionals. We just, we, it's the reason why this thing's called Head Cannon Circus. And this is the N word for nerds podcast. Like, we're just going off the dome and just talking about stuff we would just talk about in a regular setting. Like, so we just gonna have some fun. If you got, yeah, yeah. If you got topics or, like I said, every show we're probably gonna open up with a list of rankings of something geek wise. If you got one that you want us to list, throw it at us and we'll, we'll get to it for you. But um, again, don't forget to share this, like, subscribe, follow us. Uh, we are pretty much everywhere YouTube under Head Cannon Circus, Facebook under Head Cannon Circus. If you want to listen just to audio under Head Cannon Circus on the iTunes, Spotify, it's all there for you. Um, yeah, so just follow us where you like to see us and hear us and uh, enjoy this. And again, you got stuff you want us to chop it up about, let us know. So, man, this is episode one in the book, man. This may become a movement, man, of the N-Word for Nerds podcast, <laughs> man. Jason, I appreciate you. Any place they can find you, hear you, Jason, or anywhere? I guess I'm on Twitter at Rise Novembrus. Um I don't, I'm not going to spell it. You can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> rise, I will figure out doing and post it for everybody. <laughs> but that's um, it. I, I'll, I have my hot takes on Twitter as well. So, <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh, like I said, I, I love your, your your hot takes, but like we, that's why when he, that's how we start. That's how the show actually started. Jason would post stuff, and I'll be like, man, that's just what I was thinking. And I was like, man, we got to do a show. We got to do something together because. The stuff you're saying ain't nobody else in the, the cipher I'm hearing talk about or say. So that you know, so that's why this all then came along. So hopefully you guys appreciate it and like it. If you want to join and be a guest on our show, let me know. This is an open forum to have people come on and just be prepared to talk that talk. So just don't come <laughs> on here and talk about something. I ain't like it. We're like, why you ain't like it? Because it was stupid. Like, yeah, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> you gotta come with receipts. You gotta come with receipts. 100 percent Like I said, I was over it when Jax grew arms. So, <laughs> but that is us signing off, man. We appreciate it, guys. And we will see you all next Sunday. Peace.